Welcome to the Stone Conversation Podcast, covering everything to do with buying, selling and investing in real estate. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just wanting to start out, Stone Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey. Well, g'day all. Welcome to the Stone Podcast. My name's Peter Mumford and today we are talking architecture. Today I'm talking to Sean Gardner. Sean Gardner is one of the directors of Gardner and Travato Architects on the lovely Northern Beaches. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thanks, Pete. Happy to be here. Sean, for our listeners today, we wanted to educate them a little bit, I guess, for those that may have not used an architect, um, why they should consider using an architect, maybe compared to a draftsperson, and all the different reasons how it can add value and save time and money. So, Sean, I guess maybe I could lead straight in. And the first question, or the $6 million question, why use an architect? Okay, well, um, as you say, there's, if you're doing renovations or a new house, you could use an architect or you could use a draftsperson. Um, if you were, if you were using a draftsperson, um, you know, you would, you would simply get a, a drawing done for you. If you're using an architect, you generally get a lot more design put in to the process. If you're doing a very simple one room addition, then it may be better to use a draftsperson, but if you're doing a full new house or a major renovation, then an architect is better served to be able to work with the design of the existing house or, or understand the lay of the land and, um, and, and how uh, a design could fit on the land. Architects usually have a much greater breadth of experience and knowledge in not just the design but construction. And so when it comes to actually getting your DA approved by council, um, and then going to a builder, an architect will usually have thought through how something can be built as well. So you you do get um, a, a bit more uh, thought in the design and the construction with an architect than you do with a draftsman. And, and I've noticed on that as well, just I guess now talking a bit about I guess how architects can save you money with intelligent design and building selection. So I know sometimes if you're using a draftsman, I, they may not guide you through selecting the right builder. And, and, and it, the intelligent design, whether it's um, you know, passive uh, solar and so on, or um, it's all those things that a non-architect may not think about. Can we talk a little bit about that and how you see that adds value and, and can save you money in all those sort of areas? Uh, sure. So there's, a, there's a couple of different avenues there. One is the, just the efficiency in the design with the planning. So um, typically you you get a, a draft drafted plan and it might just be a very large addition, whereas an architect might find a better way to combine the rooms and save on the total area of space. So you can get better efficiencies just through better design knowledge. Um, then it goes to construction. And sometimes you'll get something drawn up and it, it might be a huge room that's onto the back of your house or... Uh, a free span of nine by six metres. The architect is usually working with structural engineers and they understand better um, when you will need columns and how you can get open open place and, um, and free spans. And so if you've got a fantastic board of view and you want to take advantage of that, um, an architect will generally know how to to get that uh, that view, that panoramic view without columns in the way. Um, and, and that's where you can get better value um, and potentially save money. 
because the architect has a better understanding of structure as well. And I, and I guess on the builder selection, I know that's part of what, uh, it's an option, isn't it, I think, in the whole architecture design that the architect can help you select a builder and, and oversee the build. Is that correct? Would you like to talk us through that? That is. Um, most draftsmen will draw you up a set of plans uh, and some of them put some design into it and then you can get that approved by council, but that's where they stop. Uh, most architects, on the other hand, have been trained to then um, continue on from your DA approval and give you interior design, uh, coordination of the, the structure, and and then you know, that that will go towards having a, um, a design that the builder can build without having to rework things. And so when it comes down to selecting a builder, an architect will, will know how to talk to the builder and and um, negotiate how things can be done, um, whereas a, a draftsman's not usually involved in uh, construction. So, um, on top of that, architects can also provide project management. Uh, they can uh, administer a building contract, so they can be on site during construction. So, a homeowner can can get a turnkey solution. You can get it from design all the way through to moving in, and the architects can manage the payments to the builder, uh, make sure that all of the details are being done correctly, and then talk you through all the choices of interior design with the palette of materials, colours, um, fixtures and fittings. And so I that's think, where I, I, I think that's add. important too, isn't it? Because not all of us are design gurus, or maybe <clears throat> maybe some of us think we are and we shouldn't be. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I know when I've uh, worked with architects before, of course, I'll come along with my wish list and all the things that I want to design. But an architect brings that mixed bunch of ideas into something that actually looks aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> or takes, you know, sometimes I'll turn up with a whole lot of images and go, look, I'm thinking of this, this, the style. Um, but again, that's the value an architecture makes to a property. And certainly from a selling point of view, I can see the difference when you look at a house that has been architecturally designed compared to something that maybe the homeowner is designed with a drafts person. And you must see a lot of that sometimes. You go, what were they thinking when they put that out there? Well, we do. Um, our job is really to, to listen to our client and interpret their wishes. Quite often a client has very set ideas as to what they want the house to look like. Um, but they don't always understand that the picture that they pull out of a magazine or off the internet just doesn't work in their situation. Their site might be steep um, or it might be in a flood zone or it might be in a bushfire zone, in which case the, the image that they've chosen is, is very difficult to work. So our job is really to try and understand um, where the client's coming from and then to create a design that gives them the, the feeling that they've given to us. And I guess one of your biggest skills that you learn being an architecture is diplomacy, <laughs> dealing de dealing with clients' wishes. I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. Each client is different, and uh, it, it certainly adds to the enjoyment of what we do. Um, but some clients are very open to suggestion. Others are very um, closed on what their opinions of the house should look like. So. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's very rare that we walk away from the design because the clients like that, but it's it's sometimes a teaching experience for the client. Yes, to, I think so. to show them how 
um, things go together. Well, we have a similar thing, I guess, when we're selling property sometimes, and and no disrespect to anyone, but sometimes we'll have uh, clients want to walk with us every step through the selling process and and give us their advice on how we should be negotiating or selling, as if we haven't done it before. So I do do understand that. <laughs> you understand <laughs> that, and I know I've been guilty of that working with architects as well. Going, it's got to be like this, or just and and you've got to be open to it. And I think this is a great thing architects bring to the table is that they open your mind to something you weren't thinking about that may be a better way for your property to appeal when you ever sell it or that just flows better with the whole design so jumping on to another question for you sean what are some of the ideas uh, i guess or what are some of the new design trends that you're seeing happening out there and what are some of the most desired elements of a home so at the moment um with houses, there seems to be a, a large trend. Most of the, most clients come to us and say they want a, an eco-friendly house. There's um, there's a way of using materials. There's a way of designing for um, minimising energy use. Uh, and then there's passive solar design, which is a term that's been around for ages. Uh, a lot of clients say that at the start. That often disappears. But um, then clients will say, "Well, I, I really love charred timber. That's a that's a very current trend, um, and natural light and ventilation. Uh, so, eco-friendly houses is one trend. On the northern beaches, there seems to be a big trend at the moment for having a beach house. Some people describe them as Hamptons houses. Others will describe it as a beach house. But there's a, a sort of a palette of weatherboards." stone and timber um, that a lot of people sort of look for and you'll find it in just about every suburb. Yeah, they're very relaxing look, aren't they? They're very appealing. Yeah. It's a comfortable feel and when we have a client that comes to us and says they want that, we generally try to dig a bit deeper and understand why and then offer up some options as to um, you know, how you could do a bit of a twist on that, on that theme. I've seen a nice one you're designing from the water over there at uh, Newport. It's looking very nice. You've got it's, it's a Hampton style, isn't it? I think coming down the hill there, it's very nice. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was a it was a red brick and tile house that was crawling down the hill of Newport to the beach, and the clients said they wanted a Hamptons house. Now, to design those, there's certain proportions that need to work. So they're sometimes tricky to to get right. They're they're a lot more difficult than very modern contemporary flat roofs, glass, steel, and concrete. Um, and in that situation, uh, you know, the detailing of that and, and how it all worked was um, was a challenge. So but, are, you um, are you finding on the beaches that most of the design trends are still towards that Hamptons feel, or or is it or is it a mixture of sort of the charred timber look? No, it's stones? definitely a mix. Um, the, it, and, and a lot of the designs we do are, are, are very much site-specific. Um, we've done houses on headlands scattered through the northern beaches and they're more robust in their design and they're generally more contemporary with the shapes, the colours and the materials. Um, the, the Hamptons-y style ones are generally on the, on the flatter areas. Um, so it's about 50-50, I'd say. And from a, which is maybe more interior design than architecture, but from internal parts of the house, is there any particular design trends you're seeing that are taking more precedence at the moment? Um, from layouts uh, or kitchens or bathrooms, I guess they're more interior, but around those trends? Yeah, white, white <laughs> and yeah. white. 
um, there's a prevalence for that. And then um, dark colours as well, like dark timbers and uh, dark pieces of joinery. Natural materials have always been quite in. Um, so timbers and stones for floors. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of white in in a lot of the latest trends. Now, maybe some ideas for people if they are considering using an architect. I mean, how how do they select an architect? What what should they be considering when they go? I want this architect or that, or who should I use? Well, firstly, I think it pays to use the local um, because architecture is about designing um, an environment for you to live in or to habitate in, uh, but it's also about understanding the local area and not just the community, but the council. And so when you when you need to get an approval, a local architect will generally have a better grip of what the council expects or will provide variations on. So getting a local architect is, is I would say, a big thing. Then I would look at their past projects. So if you've got a certain theme in mind that you want, I'd look at architects on social media um, or word of mouth is always good. Um, that's how we get all of our business. And then see if that architect has done the kind of work that you're looking for because if you're after a Hampton house and you go to an architect website or Facebook or house page and they've never done one, um, then they might not be successful at doing it for you. So I, I'd say local experience and past projects probably the two big things. And I've noticed with your site, though, Sean, and talking to you, that you do quite a broad spectrum. You actually do very modern houses as well as Hamptons. And, I, and I've noticed that obviously from that I'm assuming you're working, you're not fixed in your ideas of what it should be. No. Um, we... We listen to our clients, and if they are specific about what they want, then we, we see if we can work with that. Um, as I said, it's very, very, very few clients that we have to walk away from because we just can't come together. But um, everyone's different, and you know, no one, no one wants to live in homeworld. So um, it's so you're flexible. Interesting. Yeah, you're really quite flexible. Work with them as long as I guess. <coughs> You can design it and it's, and it's okay. Um, I do have a, another question, though, when you brought up about councils, um, which is a whole other segment, I guess, we could talk about forever, but maybe tell us some of the things of working with councils and where, I guess, again, we're talking about why you use an architect, how that adds value and how that makes the process easier for you and what you understand, you know, and how you deal with them. Um, so with councils, we've, we've had a lot of experience with the Northern Beaches Council. And it's about understanding their codes, but also understanding the variations to their policies. On the northern beaches, there's not much flat land. And uh, a lot of the council codes were written to suit flat blocks of land. And so uh, in, in, the, in the areas that we work in, we do a lot of houses on cliff fronts and on steep slopes. And it's, it's being able to understand how to design something that maybe doesn't comply with council's codes, but that provides the right solar access, amenity, um, privacy, and views for the site. So it's, it's about interpreting council's codes rather than just ticking a box 
and saying, I comply. Um, and that's usually how we get the best outcomes, particularly in, in areas that we've done work on beachfronts and cliff sides. Because I think it um, can be quite a challenging process if you've never dealt with council and you're dealing with it yourself. If you don't understand all the regulations and how you can work with a council, it's quite challenging, isn't it? So I'd, I'd hate, I have tried it once myself <laughs> and it was challenging, <laughs> so I can speak with authority, hence why I only work with an architect now. Um, Sean, is there anything else you'd like to add today before we wrap up around, I guess, working with your business or, or, or working with an architect in general? Uh, look, I think what 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 I'd like to see in in the future is people focusing on quality design rather than quantity. There still seems to be a lot of um, a lot of people who want a large house rather than a good quality house. You can create fantastic spaces that connect well with the indoors and outdoors. They don't necessarily have to be so huge. Um, the McMansion really is a thing of the past and it's starting to get a negative sort of connotation about it. Um, it makes it more difficult with council, but it also makes it much more interesting to design architecture of high quality spaces rather than um, six bedroom houses with four living areas and five car garages. So um, I'd, I'd really like to see, um, you know, the community and, and clients and uh, engage in design and, and high quality design. Plus, um, I guess it makes um, heating and cooling a lot cheaper, doesn't it? Because they get well, it does. It does. Yeah, you've got smaller volumes to heat and cool. Um, and uh, I think uh, if you if you design a more compact house with good spaces that connect from the indoors to the outdoors, then it's better than locking yourself away in a huge vacuous room. So yeah, it does make. I think that that's really important in place. So live when houses connect more with the outside, um, it feels a bit more as one, and it's actually much more enjoyable living experience than just filling the whole block with a house. Well, particularly for our climate, yes. um, where we are. Well, look, thanks, Sean. It has been a pleasure, and thank you for your time because I know you're very busy. Um, what I will do for everyone today, and is put your details um, and put at the bottom in our uh, text here in the bottom of the uh, podcast. But, Sean, what's the best number for them to reach you anyway while people are listening? Uh, the office in Monavale is double nine seven nine double four double one. Excellent. Look, thanks, Sean, and thank you very much again and thank you, everyone, for having listened today to our podcast. hope that gives you a little bit of information on why you use an architect. But, of course, if you'd like to know more and how it all works, Call Sean. He's a wealth of knowledge. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Conversation podcast. Make sure you visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information on buying, selling and investing in real estate. Bye for now.